The Connected Hospital is a podcast that covers current topical news and trends about health IT, new technologies in the industry, and the challenges faced in today's fast-paced hospital and healthcare environment. This podcast is targeted for health IT leaders inside and outside of the hospital. Now for our host, John Mason, and today's episode. Okay. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for joining us today with The Connected Hospital. And as you know, this is a podcast about current healthcare IT trends, new technologies, and some of the challenges we're facing today in the, in the healthcare environment. Uh, joined today by uh, a, a good friend, Court Bush. And Court is a senior partner with an advisory group known as the Healthcare Continuum Partners, or HCP. You'll hear it re- referred to today. Um, and they work with new technologies to help address uh, the growing financial issues that are out there in the market. And I'm going to let Court spend a little bit of time uh, telling us about some of the companies he's working with and some of the some of the issues he's trying to work on. For most consumers, the search for a healthcare provider is a frustrating maze of bewildering choices and unanswered questions. And they really want to hear what other patients have to say in order to make a decision with confidence. With Loyal's Empower Solution, you have the tools to do just that, empower your patients, the patient, and provide a solution, maximizing star ratings while introducing deeper insights into what patients really are saying about their experience. You could sort, approve, and publish patient reviews of physicians, services, and even practices using some of the intelligent features like auto-approval and syntax highlighting. To learn more, visit them online at loyalhealth.com. Dot com. So, Court, hey, thanks for joining us today. John, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to our chat and, uh, you know, solving the world's uh, healthcare problems. Awesome. Well, if we can solve it, let's not do that because then I won't have a podcast anymore. So, probably not, not do that. Um, just for some background, Court and I uh, were actually on a, a trip last week together to a, a a client and uh, had a meeting. And so court, I, I assume you've recovered from having to spend eight hours in the car with me. So hopefully you're, you're doing better. Yes. I've, I'm just <laughs> clean. Can be tough. Um, so, well, Hey, um, so just because folks probably don't know you, let, why don't you tell me a little bit about your background? Um, and, and I think interestingly, kind of tell us how you got into healthcare, because I think you've got a uh, an interesting, interesting story there. You didn't take the traditional path, especially on the IT side. Right. No, it, it has been a, a little bit uh, of a different trip down that lane for me. Um, I actually have an international trade background and um, been in healthcare now for around 10 years. And the kind of the path into healthcare started with overseas uh, manufacturers, medical manufacturers looking to uh, pierce the the healthcare veil into the United States, and so over time we consulted and worked with a lot of those companies um, that were looking for strategic business to business relationships. Converted those into actual provider relationships across the country um, through some different distribution and and new product developments. Um, which ultimately led me to starting Healthcare Continuum Partners, which was leveraging a lot of um, service provider business relationships in the healthcare world, specifically trying to address new challenges with new or, or maybe even old challenges, but address the the different challenges with new technologies, and then using those relationships 
um, to uh, drive a message to some of the different provider clients we've we've had over the years. Cool. So, so like when you talk about um, overseas and and you were you were really talking about like the manufacturing of product. Um, perhaps that was either being sent here or something that was manufactured here and being sent overseas, right? Not just technology, but actual physical products. That's right. Well, it really started with products being manufactured overseas and, and FDA um, registered facilities, even you know all over Asia, really. Um, but then that converted to um, not only looking at bringing those products here, but finding second and third generation U.S. born products and then plugging them into opportunities overseas. Um, and so, yeah, we, we've touched a lot of different products and a lot of different departments. What that's led me to is a, a really unique lens into a lot of the different verticals within, within the actual hospital itself. Okay. All right. So, so you started HCP really as a, as a way to start – leveraging some of that background, but then working, as you said, with some of the new and some of the old problems that are out there. So what companies are you working with right now? Do you, any particular you can bring up? I, you know, we'd love to hear maybe some of the, the folks you're working with um, that you're advising. And uh, maybe specifically, I think part of the reason I, I wanted you to come on today is I wanted to talk about some of the problems that they're trying to solve. Well, I'll start with a little line that I love to say that is... Um, to be honest with you, I don't even know who to attribute it to, but it says that which is most personal is often that which is most universal. Hmm. The personal pain points of, of financial wellness in today's healthcare environment is really what's driving a lot of the products and startup companies or new companies that Healthcare Continuum Partners, HCP, is working with. Two of those I'll highlight for the sake of this conversation is a is a is MD Save MD Save right MD Save, which is a, a kind of a healthcare marketplace, if you will, and then another one is called New Payer, which is more of a kind of a plug-in tool with some new technologies that that allow you to take a different financial engagement path, actually inside the workflow. Huh. Okay. Well, so so tell me a little bit more about MD Save then. When you say that, what? Um, what is it that they're doing? MD Save recognized that personal pain point that even I was dealing with, or a lot of other small business owners, small companies, um, you know, self-employed, whatever people are dealing with, and that's an incredibly expensive plan that really doesn't cover very much at all. So we are now more responsible financially for more of our care. Right. The new emerging self-pay component. How do we make sense of that reality? How do we make sense of of pursuing that care when it's not been so, you know, we've been plan carriers um, before and we were really in essence responding to our plan with how we found um, our providers, how we engage with them and so forth. MD Safe seeks to create some transparencies around that where you can actually go online and you can look for different um, episodes of care that might be relevant to you, um, whether it's imaging or some even some general surgery items, or maybe just some some basic um, wellness visits and so forth, you can go online. You can look for that for care that may be available in your area, and then you can actually use your card, use your 
online bank account or whatever else to pay for that care, pay for it up front in, in hopes of alleviating any surprise bills or multiple bills or whatever, um, and then getting scheduled for that and, and uh, being seen for that care. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy if you think about it. So, so what you're, what you're talking about there is, I mean, I know over the past five years, you know, 10 years really, but five years pretty strongly, I've seen this big increase. I know, you know, my family deductible was like $12,000 last year. So what you're saying is because we're more responsible for more of it, this helps you find and maybe shop around Shop around sounds like a cheap term, and I don't mean that, but look for places that can provide what service you need and maybe do some comparison shopping to, to get the right price. That's correct. So, yeah, I, and I like what you said about shop around. It's I, That's why I always creep up to the word marketplace. We're very strategic and very intentional about our provider partners um, that we work with at MD Save. And so we're, we're actually... Um, working with them to determine the types of episodes or procedures we'd actually like to, to put online to make available to, uh, to their market, to their geography, and then do it in a way that um, responds to this growing reality you just talked about, John, this incredibly high deductible. It's expensive enough to carry the plan that gives you that high deductible. Now, how are you financially managing your care before really before you reach um, kind of the insurance threat, the third party payer threshold. Um, so our provider clients have just been so key in creating consumable episodes of care on the MD Save platform, and um, and it's it's been amazing to see how the the self pay market is responding to it. It really, you know, it really is an issue, right? I mean, if you think about it, like I said, I I had a deductible that was twelve thousand dollars, and and on top of that, that was after I was paying, I don't know, nine hundred dollars a month to cover my family. So you know, you're now out of pocket twenty something thousand dollars, but insurance really kicks in. Um, so that's yeah, right. I really, it really, that's that's really fascinating. So MD Save, as you said, really is a way for you to go out and. And uh, find some of those procedures and, and even down to things like, a you know, a wellness check, um, get the best price and even prepay for it so that when you show up, I think you kind of show up, I think you said with a like with a certificate, right? Prepaid. I'm here to get my service. That's 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 exactly right. So you can actually, yeah, you prepay for the service and you can show up with what we call a voucher that says, hey, I've paid for this care. I'm here to be seen or we've worked with um, the staff or to, you know, to uh, block in the schedule. And um, and you literally just present that that voucher or even just the voucher number uh, to your caregiver. And um, it's it's really as easy as that. And I guess I'll even preemptively say, John, that's kind of the maybe that's the bridge between um, a growing pain point in the healthcare delivery industry. With, and technology. It's really some new platforms, some new innovations, and some new technologies that kind of enable and, and tool the provider to connect with those patients. So, so, you're, so you're getting outside maybe some of these old legacy systems that really weren't set up to handle this, right? I mean, um, I know as, uh, you know, in the, in the hospital space, when you tar- start talking about revenue cycle, everything revolves around 
insurance submission claims and then some kind of payment back um, and then a bill to the patient for whatever's left. So this this is getting outside of that legacy space a little bit then. It does a little bit. Um, of course, a lot of the patients are leaving that matrix on their own. So we're, re- we're really not trying to, do, even with MD Save being a more web-based application that kind of sits out on the cloud, you know, we're really just trying to get the eyes of those patients that have are just leaving, <laughs> leaving the matrix, so to speak, and kind of pull them back in and say, hey, there are new ways to re-engage with the providers in your area. But there's another product that we at HCP are also working on called New Payer, which is really kind of a new technology tool that can plug into the workflow. It's not there to disrupt the workflow. It's there to optimize it, complement it, and say, you know what? Some of the patients that you're seeing that really can't financially make sense of that legacy system, which is, like you say, built around a, a pretty complex um, coding and billing structure. It's built around a third-party uh, pay system. Let's give them a new swim lane to go on so we don't lose them. And that's what Newpayer seeks to address. We don't necessarily have to go out onto a um, an Amazon-type marketplace or whatever else. We can give you some really simple technology tools that understands the complexities of your um, coding and billing cycle. So we're going to use that technology to allow you to engage with that patient in a way that pulls in the, the, the complexities of your billing and but presents it to the patient, this new payer patient, hence the name of the product, in a way that makes sense to them. We think it bridges the gap and it's complementary to the workflow. Hey everybody, this is Reed Smith. And this is Chris Boyer. And we are co-hosts on a show called Touchpoint, which is a podcast that's dedicated to the discussions on digital marketing and online patient engagement strategies, not only for just hospitals, but health systems and physician practices. In every episode, we'll dive deep into a variety of topics on digital tools, solutions, strategies, and other things that are impacting the healthcare industry today. And while you listen to this show, we would certainly love you to check out ours. All you have to do is swing on over to touchpoint.health for more information, and also some of the other shows that are featured on the Touchpoint Media Network. It seems to me that as folks are getting more and more high-cost plans, high-deductible plans, what we're almost doing is forcing them not to use the system versus making it affordable, right? But until these new payer and MD save come along. Correct. And I I think we're going to see more technologies pop up that are going to, um, they're going to address the divide, if you will. And from our perspective, that's tremendous. Um, You know, we're, uh, we're happen to be working with MD save and with new payer on, you know, Again, trying to to close the delta between um, the high cost of care and these really, really expensive plans and then the increased financial responsibility on the patient themselves. But the more to that space um, to help address those concerns, the better, because I I fall into that category. John, you fall into that category based on, um, you know, some of the information you've been giving. So um, it's it's a big pain point. And the other thing that's so interesting is how that financial burden really is impacting clinical outcomes. Now, I don't want to get down the go down the the, the path of of all the different 
emerging technologies and or or pains on the clinical side, but there is a direct tie between someone um, making a financial decision and that impacting ultimately a potential really needed clinical decision. Right. Right. Well, I mean, I know, you know, kind of taking this back to the almost the business side of it, um, you, you know, there's a lot of uh, increase, a lot of growth in self-pay, right? And cash pay patients. We're, we're, we're seeing that. That's just a reality. Uh, what I think is interesting is there's a correlation then to how much uh, charitable care and uncompensated care is provided each year, right? And and so it seems to me like what's, what's kind of cool about this technology you're talking about is this bridges that gap and helps at least recover some of those costs um, that a hospital might not be recovering otherwise. Um, and at the same time, allowing a patient to actually feel like they can go in and use the services that they need. That, that's exactly right. And the patients, they want, in most cases, they want to pay for their care. It's not that they're wanting to be a, a, a bad debt or a, um, or a, a collection issue. They just, they're just trying to make sense of it. Right. And, um, you know, it's hard enough even on the provider side to make sense of, of it at times. Um, it's a very complicated process. Um, we're not going to change it overnight, nor are we trying to change it overnight. We're, we're just trying to engage with this new reality patients people find themselves in. And I think that's why you, um, again, just kind of grab a, a hot button term of the day you find this consumerism element showing up in all these different healthcare publications and, and white paper studies. And, and, um, and it's, it's, again, it's, it's not, will, will it happen? It's, it's happened. We're, it, we're here. We're in that reality today. It is, it is happening. It, it's a fact. And so, you know, <clears throat> interestingly, a lot of the folks that listen to this podcast are CIOs or other decision makers, you know, kind of in healthcare, I mean, what would you tell them as far as um, what do they need to be doing to prepare for this already happening increase in, in the self-pay, cash-pay patients? What, what, what do you think they need to be doing right now? So, John, I think that's a, you know, that's a great question. And I don't believe it has to be in a very elaborate and a very expensive marketing effort that goes out and reaches out to these patients that maybe providers think are on the outside looking in. How do we pull them? We're seeing um, through the deployment of our technologies that these patients are actually moving in and out of your doors. Right, yeah. Moving in provider facilities. They are there. They're just not moving forward with care because they're confused. They're scared. They don't think they're going to be able to afford it. Right. So by deploying some very simple technologies, you're not necessarily having to go out on some big mission to, to this big, fast, unknown world. You're, you're using a simple tool to better engage with the patients already there moving in and out of, I'll go back to the term, in and out of your matrix. Yeah. They're there. Right. Well, and, and I think, you know, kind of to your point, what I'm, what I'm hearing in this is, is too, um, you know, we, we for so many years have been uh, structured around the standard, put that in air quotes, model, um, but we've got to start rethinking even the kind of charges and uh, structure of how we can let people pay, right? So if you make it simple, if you, if, if you typically charge some rate for an MRI, let's say, you need to be rethinking now 
there's also a cash pay rate, right? Because if someone's going to walk in and pay cash, you want them to pay. Uh, you don't want them to walk away because your MRI was 2,500 bucks when, you know, if they're willing to pay upfront right now with cash, you know, you could do it for 700. Um, so I think putting that structure in place and the mentality in place around uh, making it easier for, for those people who are cash pay and self-pay to make that payment and, and know what it's going to be is, is probably a big deal. You know, I think you touched on something there that is, it's not a, uh, an abolishment of the, of the legacy systems or whatever, really, even just having an adjunct, having an option could be a, a major difference in kind of the, not only the, the way you're engaging with those patients, um, financially leading to a better clinical decision, but really an overall uh, collection improvement year over right. year. And, and, and really it all comes back to what, what's your real goal. Your real goal is to take care of people. And of course you've got to cut that as best you can, but you want to take care of people. So I don't want to give the impression the whole thing is just about the money. Uh, it's just that you're, you guys are the stuff you're, you're starting to, to get involved in is around making it easier for people to get the care they need and still handle some of the real changes in the financial side. So that's really interesting. Thanks for saying that. I appreciate that, John. And I think it's a really, a really good recap of, of, of really what our goal is. Awesome. Well, I know, I know your time is valuable and I really appreciate you coming on today. Is there any, any last bit of advice or anything uh, that you want to hand out or anything else you, you had on your mind? Nothing other than thanks for your willingness to engage in these types of discussions, because I really think that's the that's the essential part of the path forward is just these open dialogues as iron sharpens iron, if you will. I think we're going to really see some some ways we can all improve. That's awesome. Well, Court, thanks for your time today. Um, again, everybody, uh, appreciate you listening. This has been Court Bush from Healthcare Continuum Partners. And appreciate you joining us today on the Connected Hospital podcast, and we'll see you next time. This show is made possible in part by the Social Health Institute. Through research and partnerships with healthcare organizations around the country, the Social Health Institute explores new and innovative ways for hospitals, healthcare organizations to develop and enhance their social media and digital marketing strategy. To learn more about the Social Health Institute, visit them online at socialhealthinstitute.com. That's socialhealthinstitute.com. I hope you'll continue to come back, rate the program, review it, uh, let folks know about it, and and uh, we'll bring you some great, uh, great conversations. And if you have some things you want to hear in particular, let us know, and we'll be happy to uh, to try to get those guests or get those particular topics on board. This has been a Touchpoint Media production. To learn more about this show and others like it, please visit us online at touchpoint.health.